0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late to the, train, the, train, the, train, the train.
0: Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. It's Employee of the Month with Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now... Here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Employee of the Month. If it's your first time tuning in, Employee of the Month is all about careers and just listening to people who've had phenomenal ones. And that's why I'm so excited to bring you Julia Cameron, because somehow she has managed to um, write Dozens and dozens of phenomenal books Both what I call self-help books Like The Artist's Way Which is enjoying its um, 25th anniversary As well as her own novels and plays And um, memoir floor sample Which is a fascinating read I really believe And I told her again and again That she democratized um, creativity In writing The Artist's Way And encouraging people of all Everyone Everyone anyone, <laughs> that they can be creative. And I think that it's a really important lesson to have, as well as the fact that you don't need to be a starving artist in order to do so, which I am currently. Um, but I'm learning you don't have to be. When you hear our interview, um, I think you'll enjoy it much. And um, if you don't, well, you, you'll let me know either way. I have a feeling. Um, so here's our, my interview with Julia Cameron. So Why are there so many different ones? Like, this one is so good, the artist's way. Why is there one for parents, for retirees, for Syrian Jews, for refugees? <laughs> there are so many
1: different artist's ways
0: tailored to different groups.
1: Well, I've been teaching for 30 years. Uh, and when I teach, I keep identifying different groups and I get asked questions. Like with the parenting book, I had people say, how do you get your children to be creative? Couldn't you do something for that? And I said, no, they should just work the artist's way. <laughs> uh, and then my daughter had a child. Dominica, yes. Dominica. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, my God, there's all sorts of things I need to tell her. So I wrote the book.
0: Fabulous. When, um, so Dominica, um, your daughter, Dominica Cameron Scorsese, um, we can jump ahead. I was going to wait to talk about her, but we can talk about her now. Um, she was in your movies, your ex-husband Martin's movies as well, and some of the movies you guys did together. And then now, um, she's she's been in some of your plays, and she was doing her directorial debut on a film, Almost Paris, um, which I just saw at Tribeca Film Festival, and I hope will be coming out soon. Um, but she credited you um, with helping her get through it and uh. said that you guys did an all-nighter and I, I, in the editing room, and I just couldn't imagine doing an all-nighter with someone's m- mom. Um, <laughs> but she said, and I had to write it down, um, you know, that, that you were helping her with all of these edits, um, making, making um, roles feel more nuanced, and, and that you were pivotal in doing the film. And I just wanted to ask, um, if working together, does that give you a chance to show up in a new Way to have a new type of relationship
1: um, with your child? Actually, it was an old type of relationship. Uh, When Dominica was four, I put her in her first movie. Which was that? Which was uh, about divorce. Okay. Uh, And she was. That's nice of you. She was (laughs) playing a a divorced little kid who acted out and smoked cigarettes. Uh, And I'm sure that it was an unfit mother. Uh, to have done this with my daughter, but we loved it. Yeah. Is she smoking now? She doesn't <laughs> smoke. So maybe <laughs> it ha- worked. She hasn't smoked. Uh, and uh, I think I can credit my giving her a cough with being a deterrent.
0: Guys, this is great parenting advice. You heard it here at Joe's Pub. Give your four-year-old cigarettes. Um, it's the only way to go. Yeah. So... Not a vaporizer, I just wanna make sure in case there are any questions. Four year olds should immediately be given cigarettes. Um, That's a great note, yeah. But that that you had always worked together even since she was a baby. We
1: worked together since she was a baby and uh, Dominica's very smart uh, and she was always very good at notifying me about what was wrong. And I took her to her first adult film at the Paris Theater here in Manhattan. At age three. She was about seven uh, and it was a movie about uh, Chanel Uh, and I wanted to see it because it was about Chanel and so I hauled her along uh, and afterwards we walked out on the sidewalk and I said, sweetie, what did you think? And she said, I don't think they should have killed the boyfriend off screen. (laughs) Wow. So... I, I um, well it comes out sooner or later, my, my first husband was Martin Scorsese, uh, and I, I said to him, uh, you know, I took Dominica to a grown up movie, and he said, how did she do? And I said, well, she said they shouldn't have killed the boyfriend off screen, and he said, why are you teaching her these things? <laughs> so.
0: One of the beautiful things that you, you did, I'm gonna j- jump around a little bit, is um, you wrote about your relationships um, and, and you guys are still involved in many ways. You, know, you're, you wrote about both ex-husbands, you wrote about your daughter and your family members. And I was so proud of you for just p- putting it out there, but I was curious because you've written about it in non-fiction and fiction. Um, what do you personally get out of writing the memoir versus the the
1: fiction? There are two different experiences. Uh, with the memoir, I, I felt, you know, people will say, do you channel the artist's way? And I always say, well, I don't know. Uh, but with the memoir, I had a feeling of, of channeling, of actually uh, listening for what wanted to be heard, and writing that down uh, and then with, um, with fiction uh, you get to have happy endings uh, I wrote a book called Popcorn which was Hollywood short stories Yeah. and one of the things that was said in the blurb on the back was even the shitheels are beguiling <laughs> so I was pleased
0: <laughs> um I, I guess I also wanted to ask, like, did you feel like you can explore the issues in um, a more deep way? In one, like, you know, you talk about two divorces, you talk about um, mental illness and having breakdowns and uh, family dispositions, and I, Lord knows, my family has dispositions to to these things as well. But um, were you able to probe about this kind of material in a different way when you wrote *Floor Sample*, your memoir, versus? Um, you know, Animal in Trees, the play that you're working on right now.
1: All right. Um, I've had an experience with having breakdowns myself. uh, And so I could write about them from the first person and probably made them terrifying for people. The preventive (laughs) technique. Yes. (laughs) I said, this is what happened to me. Dear God, may it not happen to you. Uh, And then when I wrote The Animal in the Trees, I was able to write about a couple where the woman had a bipolar disorder and wouldn't take her medicine. Uh, and I take my medicine. Yeah. <laughs> so I was actually um, moving into foreign territory mm-hmm. uh, and imagining, um, well, I, th- I think the play is a love story and a tragedy.
0: I can't wait to to see it, and because um, uh, I loved um, f- floor sample is unbelievable. I hope it's up th- upstairs for people to read. I couldn't put it down. Um, I also wanted to ask about your nonfiction books because I, I was serious when I I feel that you sort of democratize the the process, and perhaps that's the wrong word, but the idea that anyone can be an artist, um, and there's this whole self help guru genre. You're sort of an accidental guru. Does it? Um, do you ever get perks from it? Because like, people are like, oh my God, she wrote The this Way. You can have free coffee or an upgrade on a plane. Like,
1: uh, I don't get perks. Okay. Uh, but I get compliments. When I'm, sometimes people recognize me from my book jackets. Yeah,
0: you had the same photo for years and years and years. Yes,
1: and I kept thinking, how can they recognize me? Sheila, lo- I was glamorous when I was young. You still, still are. are. And... Uh, she um, People will come up to me in a cafe and say, has anyone ever told you you look just like Julia Cameron? <laughs> and I'll say, well, yes, I am Julia Cameron. And then they will go, oh my God, your book changed my life. Yeah. And it's always the same sentence. It's always, your book changed my life. And I always have the same reply, which is, you changed your life.
0: How, <laughs> how do you balance, because so many people do deify you, for lack of a better word, but it is true that your book is so, I mean, I'm sure many of your books are, are beautiful, but I, I'm just still bowled over by the artist why Um... How do you carve out uh, space for your own writing?
1: Well, I, I do a, a balanced day. I get up in the morning and I write three pages of longhand morning writing like I tell everybody to do. I feel yes. like I am obligated to continue <laughs> to do it. Yes. <laughs> so so I, I write in the morning. Uh, and then if I'm having a good day, I go to the piano. Uh, I write music.
0: Yeah, because that's your... I always think... I'm stealing this quote from someone that people should have a a public life, um, a private life, and a secret life. And this would be your secret life.
1: Yes, music is my secret life. I was 45... (laughs) Not (laughs) anymore. Right. Oh, dear. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) But I was 45 years old, and I had been writing morning pages for 15 years. And I wrote in my morning pages, what shall I do next? And then I heard, and I know this sounds very woo-woo, I heard, you will be writing radiant songs. And I thought, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) If I were the least bit musical, I'm 45 years old, I would know it. but what happened was two weeks later, I started writing Radiant songs.
0: Wow. You also encourage people to do walks, but I read
1: that you're not supposed to take your dog on the walk. What, what's wrong with the dog? Well, nothing is wrong with your dog, probably. Yeah. But uh, when you take your dog for your walk, you're, you're going on your dog's walk. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, you're walking your little Westie, and she goes, yes. Isn't that a handsome Weimaraner? Yes. <laughs> and... There you are, staring at the Weimaraner. Yeah. So Totally. This happens to me every day. Yeah. So you walk by yourself in order to be in your own consciousness. I, um,
0: you worked on a ton of films, both uh, with, with Martin and without Martin, and on your own, and I wanted to just play a clip from one, because you've also now been working with your daughter, and... Um, this is one from one of your earlier films um, about Elvis Presley coming to town. Do you want
1: to set it up for everyone? Well, I, I was, um, I, I'm not sure how to set this up, except to say uh, that I was a couple years clean and sober uh, over addictions, and I got a phone call from NBC saying, we want someone who can write a film about Elvis Presley's drug addiction. <laughs> And I thought, oh, I can write about that. That's right. And then they cast Don Johnson. Wow. You would also,
0: oh, so that's who's playing Elba. Okay, this is great also because you also wrote for Miami Vice at one point. So. Yes. Um, all right, so we're going to see a little clip from, from this m- film. All
1: right. I haven't seen this film in 25 years. <laughs> no no, no one else has either. Terrifying. <laughs> Think you are anyway elvis presley <laughs> well it was the last time i looked you're a, you're a real southern lady aren't you and you think i'm still married don't you aren't you <laughs> not hardly i mean we haven't released it to the press yet but uh we are separated i mean what you call the process of getting a divorce well i'm um... Sorry to hear about that, but that's what you get for not marrying someone local. I beg your pardon? Well, you should have married someone local. Someone of your same background, your same roots. You shouldn't have married a Yankee. Oh, I can't believe I said that. I'm sorry, I'm... (sighs) (laughs) I can. (laughs) What you just said there is very true. Very true. Well, I am sorry for what you must be going through. I hate to see marriages end. My parents have been married almost 30 years. What part of town are you folks from? I went to Kingsbury. No kidding. You know, when I was an electrician, I I helped wire that building. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why we were always having so many fire drills. (laughs) No, that's why you was always having fires. Gotta be getting back inside. It's getting hot and heavy. Mercy. It's not Taxi Driver.
0: But you worked on that one as well. I did a little bit. Was it n- nice to have this departure into romance? Well, well it, a lighter romance. How's that?
1: A doomed romance.
0: <laughs> yeah, this one was. Yes. I mean, Taxi Driver isn't exactly... Light. No. Yeah, light either. No. Um, you were a journalist to begin with. You'd worked at the Washington Post, and um, you were, you know, a, a star journalist as a, a, when you started out. Do you ever think about going back? I remember you saying, I'm a writer, not a journalist. I was well, just Oh, I curious. was such
1: a little snob. <laughs> you know, I'm a writer, not a journalist. Uh, that's what I said to the editor. Uh, and... Um, I, I don't think about going back, but I do think that journalism trained me, uh, because you have to write a very concise amount of words and really tell a story. So I had a journalism background uh, when I met Marty, and I was actually assigned to profile him. Uh, and uh, this is how I blew my journalism career. <laughs>
0: Uh, No pun intended. Pun intended.
1: (laughs) So, um... (laughs) Yes, I... I... (laughs) It brings back happy memories.
0: (laughs) It should. It should. I mean, one thing that I love about your book is that all of you guys are all intermingled and involved in each other's lives still to this day. And there is... You know, I'm going to say that there's bravery in being so open in writing, but there's also good writing, and so I don't want to diminish the good writing by sort of saying it was so brave of you. Um, So if you can simultaneously hold both compliments at the same time, do. I will. Good. (laughs) I want to be a little like you. Um, And, you know, Nora Ephron famously wrote sort of everything is copy, but then, of course, when she got sick, that was not copy, and I was curious if there are parts of your life that is not copy.
1: I don't feel like there's an area of my life that's secret. Um, I
0: mine is the musicals, which we spilled
1: tonight. Yes, the musicals <laughs> were secrets, uh, and um, even when they got productions, they were <laughs> secrets.
0: <laughs> I understand. I have that. I have that same issue. Yeah, unintentional secrets. Yeah. So.
1: Um,
0: well, I'm really, really touched that you're here. I think the other. Again, when I use that phrase, democratization, it's because I have met um, Pulitzer-winning journalists um, to young, young people who are just starting out to people who, um, including a a subway driver, who all read the artist's way. And I think there's something really special about that, particularly when we live in a culture that continues to become even more polarized between the haves and have-nots and that, unfortunately, can feed over to creativity. So I'm so glad that you have both protected your own and encouraged others. Like, there's enough love to go around... And there's also enough creativity. So I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, We have... A couple, a couple gifts for you, um, some, some babkas and stuff. I know you're working on a musical, so I got you Hamilton, the, the soundtrack oh, for bravo. that. Oh, <laughs> wow. Thank you. Um, do you have CD players in New Mexico? I have CD players all over my house. Okay, good. See, <laughs> you may even have tape players there. And I figured you were someone who would want a Buddha candle. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amazing. Did you say oh or ohm? No, she would not want a Buddha candle. She's not saying ohm. No. No. We'll keep the Buddha here. But you can take the babkas and um, some journals. And, and please, um, with all my heart, take a lot of my love with you when you go. Continue to work on your own work and um, continue to know how much you've touched so many people. And you will be upstairs signing books for those who would like um, to either meet you and say thank you and... Buy a new book um, or get an old one signed. Thank you so much, Julia Thank Cameron.
1: You. One, two, three, she wore a I think I love her.
0: I feel like she's an ethereal being. Wasn't that beautiful? Um hope you enjoyed my interview with Julia Cameron. Please come out if you're in New York, Thursday, May 19th, for the season finale of Employee of the Month, Patty Lapone, Titus Burgess, Brian Kopelman, and hopefully you. I want to thank Nick Rad and HeadGum for putting this together. I want to thank all of you for listening, and I want to thank Julia Cameron for um, all of her work, um, particularly The Artist's Way, because I just know on behalf of a zillion people how happy they were to have read it. If you haven't, go out and get it, um, and either way, enjoy your day. Oh!